Thank you for tuning into Through Your Eyes, a staged play adapted for a podcast, written and directed by Caitlin Losansky. In a Pacific Northwest small town apartment lives Blanche Whitaker. Her neighbor, Ivory Lane, a senior in high school, has just finished classes for the day and has arrived at Blanche's doorstep. off, will you? I don't want to get up. I'm closed for business today. Um, business? Blanche, you're 70 years old blind and I've tasted your homemade jam. It's not worth a dollar. What could you possibly be selling your teeth? Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, Ivory. And I wouldn't sit on that chair by the coffee table if I was you. It hasn't been cleaned since- Ew, gross. No, don't say that. I take it back. I don't want to know. Don't shame me for being an industrious lady. I am what some would call an entrepreneur. And what others would call a whore. Oh, please make this conversation end. I am so scarred. I don't even know why I come over here. Because your other friends are a bunch of dumb sluts. Well, I don't see how you're much better then. Eh, whatever. I'm an old lady. You can't judge me. Tell me, how was school? Tell me about your day. Give me something to live for. Uh, uh, someone was caught jeweling in the bathrooms again, so they made all of the history teachers give a lesson on the dangers of smoking or some shit. Which is ironic because Mrs. Applebaum has been smoking since before it was healthy for you. Don't smoke, kids. It'll kill you someday. At least that's the hope. (laughs) (laughs) Ivory, I said give me something to live for, not give me nicotine withdrawals. What else? Oh, uh, oh, something happened with, uh, what's his face? Uh, the, the, the one with the digestion problem, remember? (laughs) The puker? I love hearing about that kid. How's that bastard doing? Tell me he puked again. Somewhere public. Right on Melanie Zhang's Calvin Klein backpack. Ugh, it was awful. I don't think I've seen someone cry over a backpack before. Oh, even better. What a great kid. What else? We had cardboard for lunch again today. Mm, Nothing else to report. It's just high school. Boring. That's why I dropped out. You should too. I think it'll be good for your health. You sound so depressed these days. Yeah, I'm depressed because my mom makes me come over here to keep you company. Who wouldn't get depressed after spending this much time with you? Oh, Ivory, you really know how to flatter an old bat. But if it makes you feel better, I have a project for you. Something to keep you busy. Something to make something of yourself. Make something of myself? What's that supposed to mean? Ah, shit. I don't know. I need your help. That's really what I'm saying. There's something I want you to do for me. Ah. Why didn't you say so? Hello, my name is Ivory, your personal assistant. How may I help you today? Would you like help crossing the street? May I iron your depends? Did your dentures fall in the toilet again? I swear it happens one time and I hear about it for the rest of my life. No, damn it. I just need you to do something for me, okay? Now put your one brain cell to use. Shut up and listen. Listen, I want to tell you something. I wasn't born blind. I had an accident in high school. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me. I'm having some trouble getting the story straight, though. Was it the knife fight with the mafia or being shanked in prison that damaged your eyes? Neither. It was a failed assassination attempt by a foreign government. But that's not the point. I'm being serious, Ivory. It was a hard adjustment at first, but I figured it out. I refused to let it change the life I wanted to live. A party wasn't a party until I walked in, and it didn't end until the cops dragged me out for disturbing the peace. 
I lived the life I wanted to live without anything holding me back. I have no regrets. That sounds like a great way to live, if you ask me. It was great. But now I'm depressed. I need something to keep me going. I want to remember what color felt like. What color felt like? Are you high? No, I, I can't explain it any other way. I, I want to remember what it felt like to be surrounded by a vibrant world. I want you to put out an advertisement asking people who are willing to share their favorite stories with me. There are two rules. One, the stories must involve color. I can't see how green the grass is, but I can hear how it makes people feel. And two, you can't have the same color twice, or a story from the same person. I want to hear the whole spectrum. Would you like me to make flower crowns and sing kumbaya with them too? Why did I teach you to be such a smartass? Just shut up and accept the job. Fine, I accept. You're gonna give me an aneurysm someday. Shit. Now, every Wednesday I expect a new recording. No excuses. I taught you all your bullshit, I can see right through it. Go ask some of those theater kids or the sad people who write poetry. They would have some good shit. You have one week from today to give me my first tape. Don't waste my time, Ivory. I don't have much time left. It's only so long before I go reclaim my throne in hell. Might as well have something pleasant to think about on the way down. All right, I'll help you. Not to learn anything profound or whatever it is you said, but because it scares me to see you like this and be confronted with my own mortality. And I can put this on my college apps as community service. Ugh, they'll eat that shit up. I'm not a charity case, Ivory. Just try to be nice for once, okay? You're not pretty enough to get people to do what you want otherwise. That acne on your face isn't scoring What? How did you know that? You confirmed it just now. And every time your mom makes you hug me, I can feel your pizza face. Would it kill you to exfoliate? Excuse me? And you say I'm the one who has to learn how to be nice? Jesus Christ, I... I'll get it. It's probably my mom. Hey, mom. Hi, sweetheart. Hey, Blanche. How are you doing? Hello, Iris. I'm great. Sounds like you had a terrible day at work. Oh, I do feel a little drained. There was a huge problem at work today. And of course, I'm the one to solve everything. I didn't ask. Right. Okay. Ivory, are you ready to go? Are you cool with McDonald's for dinner tonight? I'm not in the mood to cook. Dude, yes. Did you just call me dude? Yeah, just go with it. Let's go. Do you want us to pick something up for you, Blanche? No, thank you. I'll be fine. Bye, you two. Ivory, I'll see you on Wednesday. Don't be late. You know what this means to me. Whatever. I'll see you Wednesday. Later, Blanche. Remember to lock the door, Blanche. I know you always forget. Who are you, my mother? Just leave already. You two move slower than I do. We're gonna walk away from the door so she can't hear us. No, okay. What was she so upset about? What happened? She seemed more bitter than usual. Nothing happened. Haven't you noticed she's always been a raging bitch? Ivory, I know you talk with Blanche like that, but it's really not kind of you to say things like that. Well then stop making me go over there and hang out with her and I won't have to say it. I don't make you hang out with her, Ivory. Our apartment is just around the corner you know you can leave any time. So tell me what happened that made you two act like such assholes to each other. She, uh, she, she told me that I have a pizza face and that I'm not pretty, which is not even fair of her to say because she can't even see. So I, I guess I shouldn't take it that personally. She was just being 
funny or something, I guess. Why did she say it in the first place? I don't know. We were talking like normal and she gave me this weird job and told me how she had been blind her whole life and now she's depressed. And then I made a joke about her inevitable mortality and how helping her will give me a good community service boost on my college application. And then she said, don't call me a charity case or something like that. And then she said, I have a pizza face. You guys have a weird relationship. Right? I'm always somewhere between excited and offended every time she opens her mouth. But sometimes she can be really mean, and I don't know how to tell her to stop because there are times when I'm mean to her and she's okay with it. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. It can be hard to have that conversation, and it shouldn't have to be your responsibility to teach her how to be a mature adult. But you have to stand up for yourself. Be honest about how she's hurt you. Make boundaries. And do you understand why she snapped at you? It sounds like she was trying to tell you something important. Something that made her feel vulnerable, and you didn't listen to her. She didn't handle her frustration very well, but can you see where it comes from? Yeah, but like, we always make fun of each other. I don't know why she got so mad this time. Maybe try to figure it out for next time so it doesn't happen again. She's not going to be the one to change, Ivory. It sucks, but it's true. You have to learn how to advocate for yourself. Ooh, maybe we should listen to Brene Brown together. I just got her newest book on audio. Uh, Mom, I don't want to learn anymore. Okay, well, I'll put it on in the car while we go through the drive-thru so that you can only half listen if you want. Okay. And Ivory, you don't have a pizza face. Stop. You're just saying that because you're my mom. No, everyone has acne, Ivory. I had it until I was 23. You're still my beautiful daughter, even if you have a big zit on your chin. Uh, Mom, you're not helping. I'm sorry. Just trust me, okay? You're beautiful just the way you are. Acne's normal. Blanche doesn't know what she's talking about. Who are you going to trust, me or the blind lady? (laughs) Yeah, okay, whatever. Thanks, Mom. Let's go get McDanks! <laughs> McDanks? Is that what the kids call it these days? No. I just thought I would try it out. I don't think it works. It's fine. I just I just want a burger. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me pull up my Audible and get Brene Brown going. <laughs> okay, Mom. Penguin Random House Audio presents Dare to Lead. Brave work, tough conversations, whole hearts. This is the author, Brene Brown. Hey, Blanche. What did kill you to knock? I needed both hands to hold your dinner. Mom wanted to make sure you were eating enough, so she emptied our fridge into a pan and called it a casserole. Ugh, it smells atrocious. Go ahead and throw it away. I'm not going to eat that shit. But thank your mother for me nonetheless. Do you have a recording? Yeah. I put an ad in the newspaper and made Mom message the community Facebook page. It was surprising how many people responded. I'll have enough stories to cover you from here to Judgment Day. Oh, wonderful. Who's the first victim? Penny Stanton. Her family runs the flower shop in the next town over. 
She reeked of self-love, mental stability, and familial affection. Just what you need. Here you go. It's in the player. I'm out of here. Oh, no, you are not. Part of the job is sitting here and listening to it with me. What? No way, that wasn't part of the agreement. I already had to hear her say it once. Why do I need to hear it again? It's one thing to hear what she says. It's another thing to understand it. I'm old and blind and therefore know all the world's adages, remember? <sighs> fine, fine. Just don't adage me anymore. I like living blissfully ignorant to life's great inspirations. They make me feel stupid. Stop being stupid and then you'll like them. Turn on the tape and sit down. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Thank you for doing this, Ivory. You're such a nice girl. I'm sure Miss Whitaker is very grateful. <laughs> I'm doing this out of fear more than anything. She'll put a hex bag under my bed and drop me from her broomstick if I don't do this, so don't think that it's out of the kindness of my heart. Oh my. Well, I'm sure Miss Whitaker still appreciates it. Now, what's the first question? What's your favorite color and why? My favorite color. Oh, definitely yellow. You see, I grow the most beautiful sunflowers in my backyard. You should come see them next season. You look like you could use some sun. And it gives my family so much joy to see the bright yellow sunflowers every morning. I have so much pride and satisfaction when I see all the hard work that my family has put into our farm. Three generations of Stanton farmers. You see, we are also very active beekeepers, and wouldn't you know, bees are yellow too. I have never seen a single color bring so much joy to everyone around us. My, what a wonderful world we live in. Oh, and my son's favorite color is pink. He and I have grown so close now. And pink and yellow oh, are bother. such Make complimentary it stop. colors. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't stand to listen to this twice. This is all wrong. Do you even know what I'm asking for? You want people to talk about their favorite color and be happy or something? No, if I wanted a white picket fence soccer mom story, I would rent a Hallmark movie. You're not understanding the point of this project. It's wrong. It's all wrong. I knew I couldn't trust you to get this done. How was I supposed to know? You weren't exactly specific on what you wanted. I can't read your mind, okay? Well, do better. You're wasting my time. Fuck me. I'm sorry if I'm not telepathic. Get out and go do something productive for once. I'm feeling a bit tired anyway. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I'm sorry I kept you up past your bedtime. And don't bother coming back next week if you have another tape like that. Yeah, whatever. Bye, Blanche. I hope you're decent because I'm coming in. Good evening, Ivory. You're late. No, you're impatient. I have a tape. After last week's disappointment, I, I thought I'd walk over to the nursing home and get some stories from those guys. Since you all have impending death in common, I figured they would understand your point of view. Shall we get started? Please do. Who is retelling their heartwarming story today? Her name is Janet Schmidt. She's a decrepit old lady. You're a decrepit old lady. Maybe you guys know each other. 
There isn't an underground network of all old ladies. Just because we are both old doesn't mean we have to know each other. I was just wondering. You never know. That being said, I definitely slept with her ex-boyfriend in high school. But just put the tape in already. Yeah, I'm getting there. But I need to say something first. Yeah, of course you do. You millennials always have to get in the last word. Go on. Okay, Boomer, first of all, I'm Gen Z. And I'm serious, Blanche. Just listen to me. You don't get to yell at me like you did last time, okay? I am doing this because you asked me to and because I care about you. So don't be an asshole to me just because something doesn't meet your standards. I am taking time off of work to do this for you, out of the goodness of my goddamn heart, so I would appreciate a little gratitude. And also, I'm still mad that you said I have a pizza face. You're right. I'm sorry I yelled at you. It wasn't very nice of me. Thank you for doing this for me. If, if I'm being honest, I didn't think you were going to come back. And I'm sorry I said you have a pizza face. Thank you. I didn't know if I was going to come back either at first. But I'm glad I did. Okay, great. We can put our emotions away now. This is getting awkward. Yes, yeah, start the tape. I'm dying here. Uh, Avery, close your eyes. I want you to see the story as you hear it. Oh, come on, Blanche. It's not going to make it. Shut up and close your eyes. Is this where I talk? No, stop. Don't move the mic. She's blind, not deaf. Y you don't have to yell. Oh, okay. Is this better? No, here, just... Let me just... Now, don't touch it. It's fine. Okay. Thank you, dearie. Man, this technology is so complicated these days. So finicky. Now, what was your question? Can you introduce yourself, please? Oh, yes. Yes. My name is Janet Schmidt. Cool. Great. Can you tell me about your favorite color and that story you mentioned? Oh, of course, dear. So, my favorite color is turquoise. It matches my skin beautifully, and it reminds me of the night I fell in love with my husband, Herman. Herman got me this necklace. Oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Herman and I had been best friends growing up. We were attached at the hip. That's what my mother always said. We did everything together. And for so long, there was nothing romantic between us. We were just friends. In fact... I had a huge crush on his older brother, but don't tell him I said that. Anyways, one night, we're probably in our 20s now. We're both at this party after work, and I'm having a grand old time. There's some Ellington coming from the record player, and I'm dancing in this beautiful turquoise dress that was my absolute favorite. I wore it at all the dances because it twirled the best. So, I'm twirling around, prancing like a ballerina, when Herman comes up behind me and taps me on the shoulder. His face was so red, and he was stuttering so much that I asked him what was wrong. And you know what he said? He said, Janet, I want to dance with you because I want to marry you someday. Just like that. Can you believe it? <laughs> I was so shocked that all I could do was laugh. But looking at how serious he was really sobered me up. And I took him by the hand and said, Let's see how well you dance first, then we can talk about marriage. We danced for hours. We had danced before, as kids. But it was never like this. It meant something. And at the end of the night, he pulled out a little napkin from his pocket. And folded up inside was a turquoise pendant. He said, 
I saw this in the store a few months ago, and I knew it was the same color of that favorite dress of yours. You always wear it when you want to have a good time. And I looked at this necklace, and I knew you had to have it. So I saved up, and I bought it for you. I had never told someone that this was my favorite dress. I had no idea that he had noticed. Felt so good to be noticed. I... Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm tearing up. It just... It makes me so happy. I had never felt so loved before. We got married two years later. Turn it off. Our wedding colors what? were turquoise and white. I said turn white. it off. Off. Do we have to pull out our big girl pants again and have another adult conversation? I thought this is what you wanted. No, blast it all. It, it's better than last time, that's for sure. But this isn't enough. I don't need a sappy romance about a dress. I need... I need more. I need... I need to know that others are hurting too. Jesus, Blanche, you sadist. But th this is good. Thank you for telling me what you needed. I will find something better next time. Thank you. But I would like you to leave now. I need to be alone. Are you okay? You look a little pale. Do you want me to tell you what happened at school today? Did someone live through a traumatic experience that they will dwell on and relive well into their adult life? Uh... Lucy popped a pimple in class and it squirted onto the back of Tucker Langley's neck. Yeah. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. You can go now. But leave the tape. Uh, okay. I'll see you Wednesday. God, Blanche, that story cannot be real. Three Navy officers, a clown, and a florist? How do they all get away in time? I swear to you, Annie, if they hadn't knocked over the flower pot getting through the window, my boyfriend Huey would have never found out. <laughs> wow. You're a legend, Blanche. Oh, and what happened to the rubber chicken and the Secretary of State? Well, you see, legally, I'm not supposed to have mentioned that part. <laughs> I'm not off the hook with the CIA yet. Uh, oh my god, is that... No. <laughs> oh boy, okay. Uh, that scared me for a moment. Oh, that's just my neighbor. She's been trying to give me a heart attack ever since I told her she was in my will. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll get the door. You don't have to get up. Mm, wasn't going to. You finally have a heart attack. Jesus, Ivory. Are you trying to break my door on this poor girl's face? N no! What? I, I am so sorry. I didn't think anyone else would actually be here. Are, are you okay? Did I actually hit you? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Man, I love being hit on by a cute girl, but not, like, in the face with the door. <laughs> Let me guess, you must be Ivory? I didn't know I was so easily recognized. Is your nose bleeding? <laughs> no, you're fine. 
Blanche has mentioned that you're one to make an entrance, so I just assumed. Huh? Well, now I'm at a disadvantage. Blanche has told me absolutely nothing about you. This is Annie, the pizza delivery girl. I I'm sure I've mentioned her before. She delivers my pizza. Uh, Hawaiian or pepperoni? Hawaiian, please. My mom made dinner again tonight. Oh, you poor thing. Eat up. So, what are you doing here? Time may be a conspiracy theory to me, but I still know the days of the week, and it's definitely not Wednesday. Mom baked brownies for you. I don't suggest eating them or you'll break a tooth. Just leave them there. My gardener can use them to finish the wall in my backyard. Have you found someone for the next tape yet? I've gotten a few leads. Um, there's this one dude who wants to talk about his mom. She was an immigrant here, and her English isn't that great, so her son will be speaking for them both. They want to talk about the green forests of their native country. Their story is actually really inspiring. It made me tear up a little. I I'm going to record them on Sunday. Too bad we can't listen to it now. Blanche just told me about this color project. It's really awesome. I love the tape from last week. You listen to the tapes too? I didn't know delivery girls could stay for tea and gossip on the job. <laughs> oh, Blanche and I are best friends. She would kind of deal with my boss to get my lunch break right after I deliver her pizza. Every Friday. Her boss and I go way back. I was his first girlfriend. Until I started dating his best friend. But then he started dating my ex-girlfriend. Anyways, sometimes I can guilt him into letting Annie stay for a little while longer to keep me company. That's cool. I didn't know you were capable of having friends. Oh, I'm not. I tip her by the hour. <laughs> oh, come on, Blanche. We both know you don't tip me nearly enough to buy my friendship. You earn it naturally. And now that you've told me about this project, I've been thinking a lot about it. The power of color is so underappreciated, and I really think there is a lot of stories out there that need to be heard. It's such a beautiful world, you know, why not share it? I can see why you keep her around, Blanche. This optimism must be so foreign to you. It's kind of endearing. If the world is so beautiful, what's your favorite color then? Black. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. That's literally the most depressing color. Black is actually the absence of all color because it doesn't reflect light. I choose to think of black as an abundance of space to hold other things. Everything else stands out against black. Yeah, but it's technically not a color. Shush, Ivory, listen. Tell us more, Annie, please. Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess I like black because I like space. My dad used to stargaze for fun. And he and I would go out and sleep in a tent and look up at the sky when I was little. Go on. Tell the whole story. I don't know how much there is to tell. My dad and I used to go stargazing as a kind of escape. Sometimes my house was kind of toxic, you know? I don't know. My mom was kind of psycho when I was a kid. She would argue with my dad a lot. and Dad didn't want me to see them fight. My mom would get aggressive sometimes, and my dad would tell me to go outside and set up a tent in the backyard and count stars until he came out. I would end up staring into space for hours until it was so dark I couldn't see my hands in front of my face. After my dad came outside, we would name all the constellations and make up names for our own until I fell asleep. Darkness became really reassuring for me. Space is so big, it connects the entire globe, and it feels like the one place where you are both infinite and microscopic. Without black, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the brilliance of stars. Everyone says that black is sad and emo, 
but it feels like the only color that is big enough to hold everything else for a moment. So I can take a breath and just... be myself, uninhibited. I'm sorry to hear about your mom. That sounds awful. But I think it's really incredible how you worked through it. Yeah. Thanks. Unfortunately, I got used to it. After their divorce, I didn't really speak to her again. I haven't heard from her in a while. And I kind of prefer it that way. My dad is all that I need. Him. <laughs> and Blanche, of course. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without her supreme guidance. You're welcome, my dear. And thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my boss is calling me. I should probably go work for a living. <laughs> Sorry to rush off like this after such an emotional topic. He says I can only stay so long until you pay my minimum wage. Thank you for staying. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Wait, c can I walk you out? I, I should leave as well. Oh, sure thing. I would love an escort. Bye, Blanche. Thanks for having me. Hawaiian pizza again next Friday? Maybe add some garlic bread. I'm feeling indulgent. And, Ivory, make sure the tape next time is a good one. It's three strikes and you're out. I'm not messing around anymore. I understand, Blanche. I think I know what you're looking for now. I'll see you Wednesday. Hey, so I just wanted to say I... Hmm? I really liked your story. My mom and I are kind of like you and your dad. She's all I got, so... I really liked your story. Thanks. I'm glad you've got your mom. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry I called Black depressing. I can see how you would like it. You helped me figure out what Blanche is looking for, so thank you. Yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Well, my apartment is just right there, so... I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you around, Ivory. Hey, wait. Yeah? Hypothetically speaking, if I were to get off work a little early on Wednesday, would there be a time for me to stop by and listen to the next tape? Hypothetically speaking, I usually get to Blanche's after class around 2.30. Perfect. I'll see you then. Yeah. See you then. for again? Annie, she said she would come. Can you just wait a few minutes longer, please? <laughs> I assumed you didn't think anyone was worth as much of your time. I make some exceptions. For nice girls with a flirty disposition who seem to take a liking to you? Only if they're pretty. I don't think I've seen you get this excited about someone before. I can practically hear you salivating. No, nope, that's inappropriate and not what I'm doing. I mean, she's cool and, and I like her and she's definitely really cute and I like the way she talks about things, but... 
but nothing's gonna happen. I don't even know if she... <laughs> I don't even know if she likes me back. Ah, uh, young love. So nostalgic. It reminds me of Huey. Hmm? What did you... Oh, never mind. I'll get that. <sighs> hey! Just in time. Sorry I'm late. I hope you weren't waiting for too long. No, no, not at all. I've been stuck with Ivory for an hour now. How could you do this to me? I'm so sorry for this grave inconvenience. I brought you some garlic bread as a sincere apology. Next time, I will sit with her for an hour and you can go deliver pizzas. Oh, please. It wouldn't even take me an hour. Give me that bread. Are we going to listen to this tape or what? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. My name is Marcus. I want to talk about my mom because her favorite color is green. As a girl, my mom grew up on the edge of this magnificent forest. She always talks about the big leaves and tall grasses of her home. I tried to honor her sacrifice to immigrate here by helping her in the garden and buying her new plants to remind her of her home. It brings me joy to watch my mom talk to the plants, water them, and help them grow. We're a lot happier here. Maman has her little plans to keep her company, and I'm getting my master's degree in biology. It's interesting to look back and see how far we've come. That's it? That's the whole thing? What? He wasn't super chatty, and I edited out the parts where I talked so you could really focus on what he was saying. I thought it was good! Well, that's nice, Annie, but I didn't ask you. I thought it was acceptable, but I want more. More. Did you bring any others? Uh... Yeah, I have one or two more. Oh, this next one's really sweet. <laughs> That's so cool you have so many. I'm excited to listen to them. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to them with you. Uh, you both. Oh no, don't mind me, the vegetable in the corner. By all means, you do have a great time listening to my recordings. Blanche, you're such a drama queen. And I find little evidence to prove you have any claim over these recordings. Well, I find little evidence to prove that you're as witty as you think you are. Come on, come on, put the tape in already. The faster you put the tape in, the faster you and Annie can get to smooching. Uh, uh, Blanche, no one even uses the word smooching anymore. You are making us all very awkward. I actually don't feel awkward at all. You see, Ivory, who's being the drama queen now? Oh, it's still you, Blanche. I just think it's funny to see how Ivory gets so worked up. She scrunches up her nose, and I think it's kind of cute. I'd love to see that. It would be so much more satisfying. It is kind of fun to watch. I don't really know how I feel about all of this, so I'm just going to start the next tape, okay? Oh, you don't have to wait for me to tell you what to do. These are your tapes, remember? Of course. Hi. My name is Danny. I use he, him pronouns, and my favorite color is pink. Pink reminds me to be so proud of the strong man I am today. And it's just a great color in general, you know? I wave the pink, blue, and white colors of the transgender flag above my door to show everyone I'm not afraid of being me. But I'm more than a trans guy. I love to cook, and I'm a lawyer, and I have a little labradoodle puppy. Do you know I also just bought a house too? I'll probably paint it pink just for kicks, but I'm really excited to start a family there. Hi, I'm Riley. I'm this many. She can't see your fingers, Riley. Uh, that's five. Okay, I'm five. 
Orange is my favorite color because my older sister likes orange and I want to be like her when I grow up. I like to color with the orange crayon and scribble all over the page, sometimes on the wall, but my older sister tells me not to. Anything with orange is my favorite picture. I also like oranges and carrots and bumblebees and the blue popsicles and grass and strawberry ice cream or anything that's orange. Have you ever driven down the west coast at sunset? It's beautiful. The most picturesque thing you'll ever see. Deep indigo and golden glows. It does wonders for your state of mind. I was driving down the coast one night. I was still thinking about this fight I had with my wife, Lorraine. We were fighting because our rent was overdue. Neither of us really knew how to pay it off. I don't know. But I stormed out raging mad, and I knew she'd be waiting for me when I got home to tell me just how much I pissed her off. But as I was driving, I just kept thinking about everything I said. Going for drives really helps me clear my mind. I was driving for so long, I didn't notice the sun going down. Then I saw that sunset. Oh Lord, it was magnificent. <laughs> Had to pull over and take a picture to send Lorraine because, well, she's my best friend. I like sharing things with her. And even when we're both madder than hell, there's no one I'd rather share it with. Okay, so I absolutely love the color gray. It reminds me of the beach. Not like a sandy beach or something, but a rocky, barnacled beach with low-hanging clouds and a harsh wind whipping at your face and getting your hair all tangled and the salty smell of the ocean. I love gray. My dad, on the other hand, did not. We grew up in a really gray area, which I loved, but my father had seasonal affective disorder and struggled with depression. Sometimes he would get so angry, looking up at the sky like he thought the clouds were just there to piss him off. I felt guilty for a while, being so content with the gray while my dad was one room over hating everything about it. But it, it's okay. I decided I wasn't going to feel guilty for something as long as it brings me joy. I hate neon. I'm sorry, I know this was supposed to be a positive story or something, but I had to get up on my soapbox for a second because I fucking despise anything neon. Looking at neon reminds me of this retro bowling alley I threw up at at my sister's ninth birthday party. Anyway, I can't stand neon. Neon yellow, too bright. Neon green, radioactive cum. Neon orange, especially on any kind of shirt that isn't a construction worker's outfit, don't even talk to me. Neon pink, okay, it, it kind of vibes, but that's on thin fucking ice. I grew up in my aunt's house for a while. There was a lot of stuff going on with my parents, so my aunt let me live with her. She was the nicest lady, and she was low-key a hippie, and I loved it. In the room that I moved into, she had painted the walls this rich chocolate brown with tan paisley designs and big golden flowers that didn't exist anywhere else but an LSD trip. After growing up with so much chaos and instability, it was nice to have a place I could call my own. After I moved into my own place, I painted the bedroom walls a chocolatey brown again 
because it always makes me right. feel like I'm coming home. You want to know what color I absolutely adore? Sparkles! Oh, I don't care. I don't care if people think it's dumb, but, but anything that sparkles is my favorite color. The beauty of glitter? Oh, so entrancing. Is it a color? Or... Or does it reflect the color that the person needs to see most? How? How can it be so unique and angelic, but have the commonality to accent anything? Oh, when I think I'd be depressed, I just make something with glitter and I, I feel a little bit better. My husband's favorite color is navy blue. I bought him a navy blue engagement ring, and as soon as our marriage was made legal, I proposed to him on the steps of City Hall. I wanted the entire universe to see the love I have for this man. My husband, he bought a matching navy blue suit for our wedding, and my bow tie matched his suit. It was adorable. He's the most wonderful man I've ever met. We just adopted a daughter. She's the most beautiful, intelligent, brilliant little girl in the world. We've been married for 15 years. I was married to my husband Ruiz for 15 years. It was the best time of my life. Ruiz was a surgeon and I was a flight attendant and between the two of us, our jobs didn't let us spend much time together. And this is back in the 90s before cell phones were widely used. It was difficult. Sometimes I'd be gone for days on a flight, and Ruiz worked odd hours at the ER. He was the sweetest guy you ever met, though. He would leave notes on the counter on the nights he was gone, and he gave me roses when I was home. And every time he had a long shift, Ruiz would leave a bowl of bright red strawberries on the counter. They were my favorite. Ruiz always knew how much I loved the color red. Sometime around Christmas, I was scheduled for an international trip. Ruiz got called into the ER unexpectedly, so he left a note and the strawberries on the counter before he left. But my flight was delayed by several days due to a storm. When I got home, the berries had started to mold. I knew something was wrong. He obviously hadn't been home since I'd left. And I tried calling his work, but they said he hadn't been in for a few days. They found his car in a ditch a day later. The storm which prevented my plane from landing also caused his car accident. He died from a punctured lung. I'm so sorry. I can't imagine what that would be like. Losing someone you love is one of the hardest things to go through. When you love someone, they become a part of who you are. Seeing them die is like taking a word that's essential to your vocabulary, like and or, or the, and having it just disappear from the dictionary. You can still talk but every time you would think to use that word, you can't. And you're met with this pit in your stomach and you're reminded of the fact that they're gone. And you don't have the means to explain that loss to anyone else. I'm sorry, maybe I'm not making any sense. 
you're making sense. Um, my dad was absent my whole life, and I know that kind of, um, pit. I'm so sorry. Th thank you, Ivory. Of course. Are you okay? Yes, I, I just... It's hard for a woman of my age to finally admit to herself that she never had someone who loved her as much as the people in these stories did. I thought this project would make me feel better, but I... I guess I just have a lot to think about now. I think you both should go. Are you sure? We have something else for you. I, I got a letter from someone that I want you to hear. Not today. I, I just want to be alone right now. Sure. We'll see you tomorrow. I relapsed the tape in the player if you want to listen to it again. Or would you like to listen to a different one? I think I'll listen to my own thoughts for a little while, instead of someone else's. I really don't want to leave you alone like this. Come on, Ivory. It's okay. Sometimes people just need to be alone. Good night, Blanche. I'll see you later. Good night, Blanche. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night, girls. I'm worried about her. She seems a little off. But whatever. She'll be okay. Um. Hey, I'm glad you've started taking Wednesdays off. Me too. And I'm really excited to show Blanche the letter I got from that guy. You know how she talks about her ex-boyfriend Hugh all the time? It's him. I, I was so surprised to get it in the mail. Yeah, I know. You called me as soon as it happened. It's super exciting. Blanche will be off her rocker when she sees that he's going to fly all the way here to see her. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm excited for tomorrow. It's gonna be a big day. We have three more tapes to listen to, and... I don't know, I... People are really getting into this project. It's so cool to see everyone supporting Blanche like this. Uh, so... I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, wait, can I say something? I'm really glad we met, Ivory. And this whole project made me realize that there really is no time like the present. I just wanted to let you know that I really admire the work you've put into helping Blanche, and I really admire you. I really admire you, too. I know. It's because I'm freaking awesome. Oh, ha. <laughs> no, 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 wait. This is bullshit. I like you, okay? I don't want to beat around the bush. I like you a lot. I like you, too, Annie. A lot. And you're not just saying that because I said it first, or... Nope. I like you. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Can we make this a thing, then? I want to hold your hand and take you to cute romantic dinners and find the perfect spots to kiss you, and I want to be your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sure, I mean, I I'm down. <laughs> That's it? I, I mean, yeah, let's hold hands and stuff. I, I, I want to be your girlfriend. Are you sure? If not, that's okay. I didn't mean to assume anything. Or no, no, 
I'm sorry. Um, I just... I've never dated someone before. <laughs> this is new. Weird. Awkward, but but also cute. You're cute. I, I, I like you. You're like really cool. I mean, oh, see, this is why I don't talk as much. That's okay. I liked everything that you said. Thanks. Hey, do you want to go back to my place? I, I feel weird standing outside of Blanche's apartment like this. I can feel her presence. It's unnerving. My place is just right over there. We can just sneak past my mom. Oh, no. I'd love to meet her. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Lead the way. Blanche. You really gotta keep your door locked. Someone is gonna rob you blind someday. Blind? Huh? Huh? Okay. Anyways, you might be wondering why I'm so excited. And I will tell you, oh my gosh, I have to tell you. The best thing happened last night, Annie and I... Um... Blanche? <laughs> it's only noon. Are you asleep? Blanche. Don't joke around like this, Blanche. Um, uh, 911. My friend, uh, Blanche Whitaker. She's not waking up. I, I don't know what to do. She's not, um, she's still asleep. I, I, I don't know what to do. Please. Hugh Speck. Hi, Hugh. This is Iris Lane. You sent my daughter Ivory a letter about Blanche Whitaker a few days back regarding my daughter's color project, and you said you would be coming over this weekend to see Blanche. Yeah, I'm just about to get on the plane. I'll be there in about three hours. I, I'm so sorry, Hugh. I wanted to let you know before you got here. You might want to sit down. Oh? I'm really sorry to tell you like this, but... Blanche passed away this morning. We all just found out she had breast cancer. No. I'm so sorry. She, she hadn't told anyone. It was all very sudden to my daughter and her girlfriend. They're both still in shock. They've been at her apartment all day. Well, thank you for telling me. If it's all right with you, I'd still like to come. Pay my respects, at least. And I think my story will still be of interest to your daughter. That's totally fine. I'm sure Ivory would love to see you. I'll let her know you're still coming. I can pick you up from the airport if you'd like. No, that's fine. I'll, I'll find my own way. I, I don't want to trouble you any more than I already have. 
I'll see you then. Hey, Mom. Hi, Miss Lane. Hi, girls. I wanted to check in on you two. I've been busy making casserole if you want some. I... I think we're okay. We're just kind of hanging out here for a little bit. Okay, well, my casserole will be done in just a few minutes, so I'll bring it over when it's ready. Yum. Thanks. I like this girl, Ivory. Any fan of my cooking is good in my book. I'll be right back. If you called in a pizza right now, would they get here before mom comes back with her casserole? I ordered a pizza as soon as she mentioned I was staying for dinner. Oh, thank God. Oh, this is why I like, like you, like you. Oh, it's probably Hugh. I'll get it. Hi, we haven't met, but I sent you the letter. I'm Hugh Speck. Are you Ivory? Yeah, it's nice to meet you. This is my, uh, this is Annie. Come on in. Hi. I also read your letter. I'm really glad you flew out here. I'm excited to hear your story. Well, I appreciate you all letting me come, even though... It's our pleasure. I think this will be good for all of us to finally hear a story from someone so close to Blanche. Well, Blanche didn't really let anyone get close to her, but I would say I'm among the few that she let in. My mom will be back soon. If you would like to sit down, we can talk more. We've just been... Um... Well, we're, we're just sort of sitting here. Hey guys. The strangest thing just happened. A pizza was delivered here for you, Annie. Oh no! I'm so sorry. I totally forgot that I ordered that. <laughs> That's okay. I burnt the casserole anyways, so you might want to have the pizza instead. Hi, you must be Hugh. I'm Iris. Thank you for coming. Well, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. So, Mr. Speck. Oh, please, call me Hugh. Okay. Um, Hugh, I was hoping you could tell us a little more about why you're here. I mean, you explained a little bit in your letter, but... Of course. Well, let's see, I... Wait, um, do you mind if I record this? Let me just, um... This is how we recorded all the other ones. She... I just want to make sure we're consistent. Of course. Well, so... Blanche was actually the one to reach out to me about three weeks ago. She sent me a letter and asked how I was doing. She said I should reach out to you about your project. Blanche didn't tell me she was doing that. Well, Blanche didn't like to tell people things. I was part of her life for almost a decade, I'd know. Which is why her letter was so surprising. Blanche thrived by hiding herself in this fortress of humor. And it protected her most of the time, but sometimes it caused herself and others a lot of pain. I don't think she knew how to live any other way. Which is why it surprises me even more that you and Annie each seemed to pry your way through her defenses. Well, I'm sad that she didn't let me do the same. Can you tell us more about her? Blanche's... Well, Blanche was the love of my life. She was a crazy woman. I, I'm surprised she managed to live as long as she did with the life she had. She got me to do the wildest things. You, you know, we got matching tattoos on our first date. On our first date. We had just met at this party, and we barely made it out alive. There were so many people there. We were sitting on the curb, sharing a cigarette, and Blanche grabbed me by the hand and said that she had always wanted a tattoo, but never trusted anyone enough to pick out one that looked good. 
She looked at me and said, Huey, I have never trusted anyone else as much as I trust you in this moment. I can't see a damn thing anymore, but I can see how good your heart is. Pick out something beautiful so people will, lo will love to look at me. So I picked out the first cute picture of a little flower I saw and said, what the hell? And we both got it tattooed on our shoulder. I might have had a good heart, but that didn't much count for my taste in tattoos. No, there was never a dull moment with her. That's so cute. How long were you two together? Well, we were only officially together for probably six months, but we had an on and off fling for years. She was 19 years old on our first date and just barely 30 on the day she left me. I was working in the Air Force as an engineer, and sometimes I'd be stationed far away, so we'd go on breaks, and, well, she also wasn't the most faithful partner. Man, she broke my heart about as many times as she put it back together. She was someone who didn't want to make things official, and I was too young and consumed by my job to ask anything more from her. So we found our own paths. Sometimes they crossed, sometimes they didn't. But then a few years passed, and... I was stationed close enough to home to see her again, and we started dating exclusively. We were older, ready for something more serious. She started really committing to the idea of a future together. She talked about buying a house. She wanted to meet my parents. She even threw away her little black book. A month later, she told me she was pregnant. I was so nervous, but I was so overjoyed to be a father. We were a lot older than our other friends with kids. She was 29, and I must have been 30. I felt that we were ready, that this was the moment to propose, so that maybe we could start building a future together. The, the biggest surprise, she said yes. You two were engaged? Yeah, hard to believe that Blanche would ever want to be tied down, but she loved me. We were in love. It was the happiest moment of my life. What happened? Well, I was about to be deployed for a three-month training. When I left, we were engaged and expecting a child. When I came home, Blanche was gone. Packed up everything and left. No note, no goodbyes. I didn't hear from her again until her recent letter. I never... I never got to hold my daughter. I never knew why she left. Our neighbors told me she had a mental breakdown and took off in the middle of the night. I searched for her for months. I, I still loved her and I wanted to meet my baby girl. I was desperate. I put everything I owned towards finding her. But Blanche is the trickiest girl I ever met. If she didn't want to be found, God himself couldn't even find her. I heard a couple years later that Blanche had given up the child for adoption and moved to Peru. Hugh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was many years ago. I made my peace with it. I'm so sorry. I don't know where to go from here. Do you girls mind telling me about Blanche as you knew her? I want to know that she was happy with the life that she chose. I... I can go first. As a single mom, I was always grateful for her presence. Blanche was always there when I needed her. There was one day, Ivory was still just a baby. She had an ear infection. She was screaming so much. She was in so much pain, and I was absolutely terrified. I had to take the day off work to take care of her. And I was so stressed out about making rent and feeding her. And Blanche, she came and knocked on our door and said she couldn't sleep because Ivory was screaming so much. And she was coming to tell me that she was going to call Child Protective Services if I didn't get you to quiet down. But when she noticed how exhausted I was, how sick Ivory was, 
Well, she just made herself at home and told me she was going to help. Mom. Oh, Ivory. She held you that night and ordered Chinese food for us for dinner. And I was so tired from worrying about you that I fell asleep on the couch 10 minutes later as she took care of you. I was so glad she came. I don't know what I would have done without her in that moment. And you and Blanche grew so close. She used to babysit you as a kid. The two of you would get into so much trouble. Do you remember when you were 11, you invited her to your choir concert? She said she had never heard singing so horrible and so angelic at the same time. And I know you went to her place most nights that I cooked dinner. She did so much for me by taking care of Ivory. I'm grateful for her every single day. Thank you for sharing, Iris. It sounds like she loved you too very much. Yeah. I was also close to her. She gave me a space to be myself in, and she helped me through a lot of hard times. I always knew I could come here, and she would be there to support me. I'm glad. She was a really wonderful woman. She really was. Ivory, you okay? Stop. Please, I, I, I can't take this. Ivory, it's okay to feel sad. This is hard for all of us. No, it's not. You guys, th this isn't right. This wasn't her. You're remembering her all wrong. What? What are you saying? Just stop. All of you, stop talking about her like you knew her. You didn't know her like I did. You guys are all forgetting that she was a bitch. She was a terrible person. She hurt so many people. Every single person in this room at some point or another was hurt by her. Just because she's dead doesn't mean you can erase the fact that you didn't always like her. Just stop lying. I... I'm not lying, Ivory. I did love and respect Blanche. I looked up to her. I had no idea what I was doing as a parent, and she stepped in and helped me raise you. Yes, I know, but- And you know how much she meant to me, Ivory? I know you're grieving too, and I'm sorry you're so affected by this, but so are all of us. You don't get to dictate my grief just because you're holding a grudge against her for being mean to you. I'm not- We're trying to remember who she was and what she meant to us. Well, she was a bitch to me, okay? I'm not holding a grudge because she said I had a pizza face. I am trying to honor her memory by remembering who she really was. You might get the luxury of only remembering the good parts, but I don't. I had to sit with her through the bad parts. The parts where she yelled at me and talked about how nobody loved her and how she didn't have anyone and she was depressed and lonely and bitter. That was the Blanche I grew up with. That was the Blanche I knew. Stop making her into this saint that she most definitely was not. It's not fair to her. You don't get to tell me how to remember Blanche, Ivory. You can remember her however you want. I don't give a damn. But I loved her too. And I'm going to remember the good parts because it hurts me to remember the bad ones. Who do you think she cried to before you were old enough? Who do you think she was a bitch to before you came along? Who do you think brought her prescriptions and took her to the doctor and drove her to chemo and had to deal Wait, with her- what? You knew she was getting chemo? You told me no one knew that she had cancer. I, I, I didn't- Mom, what the fuck? Did you know this whole time? I have known for a few months now. She asked me to drive her to the doctors one day, and I, I, I thought it was just a normal checkup, and she went inside and told me to pick her up in a few hours, but- then a nurse called me as I was getting back on the road. The nurse said that they needed proof that I was there to drive her home. And apparently the first time Blanche got her chemo treatment, she took the bus back by herself. And she was so out of it that she, she rode the route twice. When I got there, the nurse checked her in and asked if I was going to stay with her. And, and Blanche told me 
to leave, but I stayed outside in the waiting room and she was so adamant against anyone finding out that she had cancer, especially you, Ivory. She begged me not to tell you. I tried to convince her, but she didn't budge. I thought she would eventually tell you, but... I can't believe you. We're supposed to tell each other everything. I, I could have helped her. I could have helped you. I could have had time to process this. I could have been there for when she needed me most. I wanted to tell you so badly, but it wasn't my story to tell. I had to respect her wishes. How can I trust you anymore? What else are you keeping from me? Nothing, I promise. I can't believe you. I think I'm going to turn off the recording. I think I should go. It sounds like there's a lot of family things to sort through, and I don't want to get in the way. No, please, Hugh. Stay. I want to learn more about her. I don't want you to feel like you're shut out of her life again. Please. I mean... No, why don't the two of you go have a chat? I'm sorry, Hugh. I know I'm being really unfair to you. I didn't mean to get so upset, I... but I can't listen to any more stories. I'm not going to leave you here alone, Ivory. She's not alone. She has me. Iris, why don't you and I go get some coffee or something? We both have a lot to talk about. Go ahead, Miss Lane. I got this one. Okay. This conversation isn't over, Ivory. I'm so sorry. I really am. If I could change things, I would. But I thought I was doing it for the best of you both. I'll leave you girls the casserole if you want it. I'm not in the mood for food poisoning, Mom. Okay. Come on, Iris. Let's go. Hey, Ivory! Don't. Just stop. I'm sorry? No. I'm sorry. I just... I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. Everything is happening all at once. I can't piece together any of it. I want to help you. I just don't know how. It's okay. I'm just glad that you're here. I am so sorry I yelled, and I'm sorry I invalidated your feelings. <laughs> you're being incredibly kind to me after I was so terrible to everyone. I just... I am so glad to have someone like you. Yeah, it hurt what you said, but I know you don't mean all of it. I just... I just don't get it. I, I don't get why she wanted to keep all of this a secret from me, and why she kept her whole life a secret from everyone, and Hugh... God, I feel so bad for him. And, and all I want to do is hear her words. I, I miss her so much. It hurts so much, Annie. I feel like I have to scream, like I can feel it in my throat, and it- I have the sound in my mouth, I just- I just- I can't! I can't do this, I don't want to do this anymore, please just make it stop. Library, it's okay, I'm here. I got you. <sighs> I'm so alone. I feel so alone. I have no one. I am going to wind up just like her. No wonder I'm such an asshole. It's because I'm like her. I'm going to be that whiny old bitch who hurt every person that ever loved her, and I'm going to die in my armchair. Annie, she was so alone when I found her. She was so cold. 
I tried to put a, a blanket and put it on her to warm her up, but in the back of my mind, I knew there was no point. I... Her skin was so pale. She looked like a ghost. I, I just, I, I can't get that image out of my mind. I know. No, you don't. You're right. I don't know how you feel, but I can relate to your pain, okay? I loved Blanche, too. So did your mom, and so did you. You're not the only one who loved her. Do you know the first time Blanche and I met? I... No, I don't. I was out delivering pizzas, and I had been working for hours, and my mom had been calling me all day. I kept ignoring her calls and trying to push it off because I didn't want to go through that whole, I'm not the bad guy, you're the one abandoning me shit again. <laughs> and when I got to this random apartment door, Blanche answered it. And I gave her the pizza, and my phone started ringing again. I had this sinking feeling in my gut. I knew exactly who it was, and I tried not to make it obvious, but Blanche said, Who do you think you are, ignoring a phone call like that? My doctor? Answer that phone. And so I did. And as soon as I said hello, my mom started yelling, just screaming. So I hung up, and Blanche... She looked at me and said, it sounds like you were on the phone with the real cunt. Want to come inside and talk about it? I played it off so that I had to go back to work. She said, who's your boss? Get them on the phone. No one says no to me. And so I called my boss. And she told him that she would pay him ten bucks so I could help her cross the street for the next hour. <laughs> then she hung up and we sat in her living room. And I cried. So hard. I told her everything. She was there for me when I didn't know I needed it. So yeah, I loved Blanche. She was a part of my life too. Not in the same way she was a part of yours, but that doesn't mean I'm not hurting. I'm sorry. Thank you for telling me. I had no idea. It's okay. No, Annie, it's not okay. I'm sorry I made you feel like you can't grieve her. I don't know where all this anger came from. <laughs> we have some shit to work through, I guess. We can work through it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh, that is the corniest shit, Annie. <laughs> Let me be corny and share this moment with my girlfriend, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. I can allow that just this once. Hey, Ivory? Yes, girlfriend. I appreciate you. I know. Ugh, give me affection. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> I like you too. I wish she was here to see this. I wish she could see how big of an impact she had on us. I know we joked about it a lot, but it hurt every time she said that she didn't have any friends. Or that she was heartless. But, like, she... She's the reason we're together now. I just... I wish she knew how much she was loved by everyone around her. Yeah. I have something to tell you. Annie, if you're about to tell me that you have cancer too, then I think I'm just gonna yell again. Oh, no, babe. No. God. Don't <laughs> even joke about that. Um, <laughs> I found a tape in the tape recorder... I think she made it for you. She... She recorded this? Yeah. Do you want to listen to it? 
I don't know if I'm ready. I, I don't. I, I can't. It's um, okay. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Do you want to hold on to it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just save it for later. Do you want to go back to my apartment? I think I need to apologize to my mom. Maybe give Hugh a hug. Yeah. Of course. Let's go home. It's me. I, um... I wanted to make you something to remember me by, I guess. I I know this is going to be a shock for you. I, I don't know why I couldn't tell you. We joked about my death all the time, and that was sort of our love language. I, I didn't want to ruin that. I didn't want to make it real. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to make this about me. This is about you. I want to give you my story to come full circle. Hopefully I still have a few more months left in this musty-ass skeleton, and maybe I'll be able to find the courage to tell you all this in person, but I figured I would say it now just to, just to be safe. So, here we go. Do you remember that choir concert you took me to. It, it feels like it was just last year, but I know it wasn't. Jesus, time flies by so fast. How old are you now? 18? Ah, fuck. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. You're, you're more mature now than I ever was. Where was I? God, I'm losing my mind. You don't know this, but I smoked a shit ton of weed before this, and it's, it's starting to set in. Right. The choir concert. You and Iris came over, and, and you were so excited to invite me to your performance. You were too young to be cynical. It, it was adorable. And your concert. Ivory, for the love of God, do not become a singer. Jesus Christ, don't do that to the world. You were off pitch the entire time. <laughs> But I'd be lying if I didn't say your voice just melted my heart. I, I didn't have the guts to tell you how bad you were. It, it just made me so happy to hear your little shrieks of joy. Hmm. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to tie this into a color for it to work for the project. I, I don't know how to tie it in, but I can tell you that my favorite color is white. 
As a blind person, it's the most compelling color to me because natural white is created by the presence of all light waves. Pretty fucking cool, right? Heard that shit in a documentary once. Really stuck with me. Every color is found in white. Even the really shitty colors can be found right next to the really nice ones. And I like that. But honestly, this, this project wasn't about colors. Yeah, it was fun to sit back and listen to some dumb nobodies talk about how their eyes sparkled the brightest when they wore their brown shirt. But I really didn't care about the colors. I, I wanted to know what it felt like to keep people close so I could... So I could learn to do it myself. Please tell your mother that I love her. And Annie. Man, I love that girl. And Annie's boss. And all those people on those tapes. Fuck it, sure. I love them too. And if you ever get a letter from a guy named Huey Speck, tell him... Tell him that I loved him every single goddamn day. I never should have left him. He would have been a great father. I don't know why I pushed everyone away my whole life. I really should have gone to therapy to figure that out. But I'm here now. I'm going to die happy. And that's all because of what you did for me. You deserve a lot more credit than I ever gave you. Your mother raised you so well. I liked to push you because you knew how to push back. Sometimes I think I pushed you too much. I regret not being more vulnerable with you like I was with Annie. I I know it's a bit late, but I, I just need to tell you how much I care about you and how grateful I am for you. Even as an older woman, I, uh, I've changed so much because of you, and, and that's saying something because I'm as stubborn as an ass. No one ever told me this, Ivory, but... I am so proud of you. You have so much more life to experience, and you're going to grow so much. I'm sorry that I'll be one of the experiences that you have to grow from. I hope I'm more to you than a trauma you have to go to therapy for. It's a little scary, sitting here alone. I'm used to the darkness, but it feels a little thicker tonight but it's okay because I know you'd be there for me if I needed you you're the best thing that ever happened to me Ivory you're the perfect combination of shitty colors and nice ones there's so much more to you than what meets the eye supporting our show through your eyes thank you for your continued patronage of the arts through the covid19 pandemic and into the future 
A round of applause for the cast in order of appearance. Vic Sperling as Blanche Whitaker, Madeline Cooper as Ivory Lane, Allison Rose as Iris Lane, Addie Grass as Yellow, Kelly Husted as Turquoise, Emily Freem as Annie, Maysam Adibzadeh as Green, Josie Shreve as Pink, Karma Stomba as Orange, Jonathan Sperling as Indigo, Sophia Parker as Gray, Nika Lee as Neon, Jake Ragland as Brown, Aiden Espinoza as Sparkles, Jesse Gervais as Navy Blue, Angel C as Red, Dan Householder as Hugh Speck. Through Your Eyes was written and directed by Caitlin Lusansky, accompanied by assistant director Kate Yeoman, sound designer Brian Davis, with recorded music by Jazz Clubs Northwest, and original compositions by Underwater Blackberry Productions. Check out our website at kmlosansky.com for more content. That's K-M-L-O-S-A-N-S-K-Y.com. This is Terry Losansky for Dad Does the Credits. Thank you.